0: to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, we're excited today. Oh, today's going to be a good day. That's right. I, you know what? I'm not even going to make up some cheap fake banter like I normally do, say something about good morning or like how you been. I don't care because today <laughs> we, <laughs> we are going to go straight into it um, and we'll reference it at some point later on yeah. as well. But we decided to do something. A big something. A big something. This And now, I will give full credit where credit's due. You came up with this idea. I love it. Why don't you tell them why this is such an exciting episode?
1: Well, not only because it's a, an exciting episode about what we're going to be doing. It's a Chits and Giggles
0: topic. But, we're doing our first giveaway. That's right. A brand spanking new game. Yeah. We're going to be giving one of our viewers... One of these brand new games. No, only one game. Only game. You have your pick. No, I'm (laughs) (laughs) just We have it off on the side. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 (laughs) no.
0: Yeah, we have it off on the side. Uh, Go ahead and present it. Oh, backwards.
1: (laughs) Horrified. The most recent one, uh, the American Monsters. Still Brand new,
0: sealed copy. That's right. We're going to give it to one of our lucky viewers so there's going to be a lot of ways uh, we're going to be touching base on how to enter later on. Mm-hmm. Um So keep watching this episode. Our live viewers who watch us on twitch.tv slash everyday board games. Make sure you do that. If you're not mm, watching exactly. already
1: And the people who we'll get, get to watch us live actually right. get a extra chance because
0: they can get into it earlier. That's right. So the way it works is very, no. very simple. No, no, no. It's not all the games, sorry. <laughs> but the way it, the way it works is very simple. Wait till the end of our episode. We're going to give you a keyword.
1: Actually, we should do it like in the... We'll mid- do it
0: about Midway. Mid- yeah. Midway, yeah. Yeah, so if you're just skipping ahead, fast forward to Midway, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll throw you the, the keyword. All you have to do is email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com with that keyword. There's a lot of ways to enter on top of that, too. For every episode, you hear that a keyword, which will be a different keyword for each episode. Uh, yeah, exactly. Then you can enter. So that's one ticket each. Yeah. Then, if you're a subscriber to us on Twitch, another ticket to enter. And if you're a subscriber on YouTube, another ticket. And if you're a follower on, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Another ticket. So seriously. Join us as we're celebrating this uh, milestone. It was our first giveaway.
1: first giveaway, and it's close to our second year, too. And, in fact, when we close this out, we'll be at the end of our second year.
0: That's right. Around where we're going to be starting our third year. Yeah. So, we're going to be doing this So listen to any episodes from now until we decided the midnight at Midnight Mountain Standard Time. March 11th. March 11th. That'll be the last day to enter. So if you're watching replays of this, make sure you start watching us live and join in on the commentary because then that will be really exciting for you.
1: Exactly. And so. so I'm happy to do this. I really like Horrified. I think it's a great game. I personally prefer the the monsters because uh-huh. I love that that the the 30s monster movies and stuff like that. But I also think this is such a, a good game. I love the cryptids in it. the The minis That's are right. amazing. You could see it on my shelf behind me. On uh, my own copy. So you get a chance. Um, we also need to clarify this is going to be only open to continental United States as of right now. Right.
0: If if we happen to draw somebody who's outside continental United States, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it's it out first.
1: Just the shipping costs and stuff yep. like that. Shipping's insane right now. And yeah. we are
0: paying for this. Robins Burger is not a sponsor. We mm-hmm. want to make that clear. This is coming out of your personal collection. Mm hmm. Like, th- this is just something we want to do. We do, yeah. It is, has nothing to do with Robin's Burger. They're not sponsoring this. They're not going to pay for shipping. It's all out of our pocket. Yeah, exactly. So we want to have you game more. Sounds good? Awesome. So, with that being said, <laughs> that was a fun little caveat, and that goes into part of our uh, excitement. But really, this, I, so I'm going to start taking credit now, because I love this theme idea that we came up with. This in, was this difficult, topic. though. It was weird. And uh, so, The topic of today's episode is very simply, what are the best games to play in unusual locations? So, say for example, let's say you're going on an airplane. What's a good game to play on an airplane? Or other categories. That's what we're trying to figure out. Different locations and what games suit those strange situations and locations the best. Exactly, yeah. So that way you can game... I mean, we're called Everyday Board Games for a reason, right? Yeah, because we want to play board games all day, every day. All day, every day. So we want to help. Like, I mean, sure, yeah, trips, family time, they're good. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah. But
1: games, though. Uh... Yeah,
0: huh. I no. mean, we're <laughs> surrounded
1: by, I, like, I have a calendar that's a, a game. That's right. That's sitting right in front of us. And have a calendar
0: behind us. <laughs> made of board game pieces. Made of board game pieces. So shout out to... Who, 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 Katia Houston. Katia Houston, very cool yeah uh, shout out to them um so yeah are you ready to get into this we we announced it on facebook not too long ago mm-hmm. and of course as always on the board game revolution forum on facebook we gave or we made the poll and we let our live viewers or i'm sorry our fans on that forum comment and tell us what games they think is best for odd situations.
1: And we also do this live on Twitch, so our live viewers can add to the conversation as well.
0: Let's see if we have any more viewers. So, by all means, we know uh, our good friend Nate is joining us, so by all means, if you see, or if you have any good ideas, throw them in the chat, we'll shout them out. Exactly. Uh, Before we get into the podcast part of it, what have you been playing? Oh, that's a good point. I guess I have been playing games lately. (laughs) So... The game I actually played most recently, I played it uh, at a game night not too long ago, and I bought it, literally opened the box, and someone came in and, was like, and said hi, and then we immediately played it. And I played it, I want to say, four times that night. Oh, wow. It's called Magic Mountain. It hmm. is 100% a children's game. I, <laughs> I, I Well, not, you are a
1: child, so... Uh, well, it, from Amigo, <laughs> and they're known for their...
0: They're known for for two things. They're known for the small card games that that just about anybody can enjoy, and they're known for their pretty decent production kids' games. And so, the way this game works is really simple. You have a number of witches that look like the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And you have a a number of good witches, which have six of those. Four bad witches, six good witches. And uh, they're like in a blue hood or something. That's really the only designating feature of them. But... It's a cooperative game where you're trying to get four of the Good Witches before you get three of the Bad Witches to the end of this uh, path. However, the way the path works is very interesting. It is one of the most inset boards I've ever seen. And that's because you are going to be drawing marbles out of a bag. And these marbles are called will of wisps And there's five different colors of the marbles. And along the path it goes left and right... Uh, visually on the board, and it has a platform where you actually angle it slightly because you're going to be rolling the marbles down. But the reason it's it's an inlaid board is so that way the marbles can choose different paths, <laughs> kind of like um, a kid's version of Plinko, right? Okay. And so what happens is you drop a marble. If it hits either which, good or bad, it stops on them. They will then be moving to the next spot of that color on the track. So okay. So let's say a yellow marble hits them. They're going to go to the next yellow spot falling the track however there are instances where you could drop a yellow marble for example and move that to the yellow spot and then that same marble hits the same piece like perfectly combo-y and then you move it to the next piece and kind of keep bouncing it down it's silly it's ridiculous but it went over really well, well that's good yeah and so I, I had a lot of fun to it I mean there's not much depth to it you yeah, know it didn't it's not dexterity like it. it is fairly random chance but it's silly. Like when you lose to it, you're like, I just lost like terribly. (laughs) Like when you just see it's like, all right, I'm sure this marble is going to hit my blue witch. And it veers off and hits three like evil, witches at the same time. No, it's, it's bad. And then you just like have that crushing weight of your soul. Like a marble just didn't go your way. (laughs) It's fun. It's really silly. I highly suggest it. Uh, if you have kids, of course, yeah, it's magic mountain. Let me go.
1: Uh, it sounds interesting. Um, I don't know if I want to play it, but it sounds like it would be okay. Right. Uh, The one game, or two games, actually, I'm going to talk about this one. It's one because we compare them all the time or talk about them. It's going to be Parks. I did finally get to play that one. In Trails. Uh-huh. So, I did play Parks in twice. Trails?
0: And... Park in Trails? <laughs> no. Is it a rope? Is it a... Here we go. Yeah. I'm Sorry. not awake enough for this. <laughs> all right. Drink, drink your energy drink.
1: Um. <sighs> But Parks sure. and yeah. the other game is called Trails. Yes. And so what people don't understand, uh, or a lot of people understand, that Trails is a smaller version of Parks, but they play somewhat distinctly different. I don't say you need one or the other. Um, I think if you're going to play Trails, you're going probably going to like it. Same with Parks. I do say if you don't like games that can take a little while, and Parks can for yeah. as... Small and simplistic that Parks is and no. with that box it comes in, it can last. The, the time on there is not wrong. It could take up to two hours. Yeah. Um, especially if you're playing a full four-player game. But what I like about it, what it does, it's a nice resource management. You're trying to collect as much resource, visit as many parks as you can, get the most points at the end of the game using gear, Um Getting your resources to pay for the parks. Mm-hmm. Making sure you get your special bonus. Uh, and it's it's phenomenal. It's a really good game. The art is amazing. I want to play it with the expansion. And I have a great time with it. It's actually a good production value too. For, let's what, $40, 50 something like that? Something like I, It's yeah, not I super it. expensive. Right. But Amazing if you don't production. want a long game, then you can get trails. They play slightly different. Whereas parks, you can only go one way with two your two hikers. Once you get to the end, you got to wait till everybody finishes up, and then you start at the beginning again, um, and in a new season. With trails, you're going back and forth until the sun sets, yeah. and in parks only one person can be on uh, a area unless they use the campfire, then someone else can go in that same spot. However, in trails, don't matter. Yeah. But you're also collecting resources. I think the resources are interesting because in, in parks, it's water, sun, uh, mountains wild animals, trees. mountains, yeah. trees. And the other one is like acorn, stone, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, I, I get it because parks are bigger and trails is just, you're just doing a little hiking trail. I still think it is a great game. Um, either way you want to do it, I think you should, Get Trails if you want a, a shorter game. Parks can take a while. But if you want that game, that crunchy part of it, then Parks is probably more for you. But you can have both in your collection. Uh, they play enough. They have enough differences in them that you can have both.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i glad I finally got a chance to show you these games. Mm-hmm. Because I had been more or less badgering mm-hmm. you to try it. I'm yeah. like, dude, you're, gonna, you're really going to like it. It does so many smart things. It's not just a normal, I get some resources, pay them to fulfill contracts. Yeah, no. It, the way the worker placement works, uh, how you're only moving... You can move as far as you want down one direction. Yeah. you have two hikers, but that you only choose one of the two to hike. It, I really, really like the way it works.
1: And then the fact that if you finish the trail... If you're the last one on the trail, you have to go all the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, so you, you could try place.
1: to keep as your hikers out mm-hmm. there just for you don't... For force yourself out but if you're like no i know what they're gonna do i'm gonna screw them i don't need any more stuff because i already have it i'm just gonna end this get what i need and this way it forces them to not be able to collect everything that they need right they uh, mind you again parks can be a very mean game it can be so take that as much as you can if you don't like being mean or cutthroat at times with other players then i by all means get trails it's not as mean
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a lot more friendly. Cool. Uh the next game I've been playing was a small little card game I had on my shelf of shame for quite some time. Um and at first it was like it it seemed kinda generic. But it had some clout to it when I first found it. I found it at a thrift store in full disclosure. It's called uh Final Touch. And it's an art game where you're you're trying you're competing to add the final touch to a art or a painting, right? All of the art is like spoofs of different famous art. So of course you have the Mona Lisa. Okay. You have like all of the famous uh classic paintings. Uh fine art that that you would expect, but all of them look almost like John Kavalik did the art for it. Like it <laughs> okay. I, I mean it's a little more like realistic than that. Like for example, like there might be like one a classic painting of like, you know, a nude woman like like uh like with sheets or whatever. don't no. you know, I I don't know the name of it, but she'll have like a tattoo and have like a smirk on her face. It's like what's going on here? Um, and so at first I was like, okay, this just looks like, you know, some generic card game. But then I saw the publisher is a publisher called space buddies, which it looks very similar to the space Cowboys logo. I think that's on purpose. I think it's more of like a family version of one of the family lines. Um, but then I saw the designer, Mike Elliott, which he's, he designed dice masters yeah, and he's been designing for decades now. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, small, simple little card game. It's real simple. There's five different colors in mini cards. Uh, if you are adding to the painting, uh, each painting tells you it might need two red, one green, three yellow, two blue, something like that. And you're just simply playing cards on one side of it saying, all right, I'm painting this. And okay. The person who plays the final, the final card on it to complete the painting scores the painting. All right. So obviously you don't want to help the opponents, right? Yeah. But the other thing you could do on your turn, instead of painting the painting, you could simply smear it. And that's adding a card that would not work for the painting. Like, let's say it needed three yellows and already has the three yellows, you could add a fourth yellow to the smear side. But you can only ever add one card, because if you add a third, uh, like, over multiple turns, the player who plays a third, instead scores half the points for the opponent. So they flip over the card, and it's only worth half as much, but then... You force it. And it, that sounds like overly simple. Yeah. You know, but that timing is actually really neat how it works. Sure, I could be adding painting or adding paint to the painting. But if I if I think that you're likely going to get it, I'm going to start smearing it because instead of you getting 10 points, I would, I'd rather you get five by my doing, you know, and you get to see the next painting that's coming up, too. So you can start preparing for it, preparing for that. It It is smarter than it seems And it works really well too. I know there is a two, three, and four player version. Four player is two teams of two Mm -hmm. instead of just versus, um, which is kind of weird. And then three player, uh, the only the weird caveat with that is that if I if I smear the painting, it then goes between the other two players, and it's points for both of them. So like, if uh, if I score for five, then that counts for both players. Oh, okay. So in between, yeah, and so you keep finish in front of you. smeared ones in between you which i i'm not sold on that that entirely too much but first one to 25 points wins very simple game 15 minutes surprisingly decent and uh i i haven't played too much of mike elliott's games but the ones i have played i've always enjoyed so that's final touch
1: oh that sounds pretty good um it sounds interesting yeah so i i might have to try this i don't know We'll see.
0: Yeah, it's it's a decent little filler. I mean, I'm I'm gonna keep it in my collection for now. Okay. Because and it was my daughter's request because she's getting into art a lot, and oh, that's so cool. I showed her my shelf of shame. I said, pick any one game. It was in the next few days. I'll read the rules and you and me, will sit down and play it. And she requested that one specifically. So good bonding moment. And it was good at the same time. I decimated her though. I felt <laughs> so bad. It wasn't even close. She was yeah, so you're hard on the three things, and I was just just smearing them until I just. End up playing like a single color and then taking the whole painting. It was there's more thought to it than than you would initially think, but but she had fun even though she I lost. So
1: yeah, you, she says that now. mean well, yeah, I played games with you. You're a time. jerk.
0: <laughs> well, that game you kind of have to be in order to time it right. You really okay you aim to be a jerk. <laughs> so speaking of being a jerk, this game is
1: not really jerky at all. Uh, the next one I played is. Actually, a smaller version. Remember, we were talking about how Trails is a smaller version of Parks. Uh, The next game I played is a smaller version of its predecessor, and the one I played is Mysterium Park.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, Um, I'm curious about this.
1: It plays pretty much the same as Mysterium, except for you have to get your person and location before the end of the sixth round, and then you can go into the final round. Uh, The only uh, thing I do have to say about... About Mysterium Park is that they made locations ridiculously hard, yeah. because they all really because it's a carnival, it it's basically a traveling carnival and a psychic is trying to point out who the killer is. The, from my understanding, we didn't get to see the the final round because of we lost because of the locations, uh, because but from what I heard is when you're Getting the people in the locations, you're actually eliminating them from the final process, yeah. and so you're ruling them out as the bad guys. Instead of like in Mysterium, where the ones you pick can be the final uh, person who actually ended up killing the uh, the ghost that uh, is giving you clues. But this one is, it's really good. It's really simple. So what happens is you have a three by three grid and you put the characters out there in the ghost. Instead of having a screen that hides where everybody is, he has a code names location. So it's telling you, Hey, this is your spot. This is yellow spot. This is red spot and this okay. is blue spot. Um, if there's no other colors in there, you don't have to worry about giving him who it's going to be. Then there's also one spot where it's basically what in, uh, what is it, codenames, it's called The Assassin? Yeah. Well, on this one, it actually is not a detriment to you. If you end up picking it, then okay, you know this is a possibility of someone being the killer, so you all get to change what your picks are.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Um, And so I found it to be quite interesting. It's, it's a lot shorter than regular Mysterium. The thing is, I don't think it can hold as much as Mysterium, because Mysterium can hold up to seven players, yeah. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Ghost in... Six, Six players.
0: players.
1: Yep. But uh, it doesn't it takes out the voting and trying to, you know, you're right, you're wrong, and trying to get up that one right. track. I it's, did not
0: like that originally. Yeah, I like so, it fine, but it's not. It I honestly
1: think if you want to play Mysterium with a smaller player count instead of the full seven, I think Mysterium's fine with large player counts. If you want to play it with a smaller player count, then you should play Mysterium Park. It plays it's more streamlined than Mysterium. And Though there is some difficulty because the locations have a lot of things alike, and that's where we struggled was way the um the clues were given mm-hmm. it's like oh, this has a banner, but like three of the four uh three or four of the locations have banners too, so we can't clue in on that okay, this one has foods well, there's two food carts, so okay. it just becomes a little bit trickier when you're trying to get those clues, but I had a, an amazing time. I really like it. In fact, I may pick me up a copy of this just to show other people. It's relatively inexpensive, too. Um, do you need both? Probably not, but if you want one for smaller player counts, like, say, four players, I'd say pick Mysterium Park any day of the week before you play
0: Mysterium. Okay, so more for smaller groups that are playing. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Well, simple enough for me. Uh, my next game that I've been playing was a game that's IP based on an anime. I played an anime IP game. I can't even think of one that came out recently. It didn't come out recently. Uh, okay, well, that changes my mind. <laughs> like, I want to say five years ago, something like that. Five or six years ago. Finally got it off my shelf of shame. Dang, that must have been on there for a while then. Yeah. Well, no, I just recently purchased it. Probably okay, like yeah, okay. last November. But um, there's one that's always been on my list for a while. Of I've been wanting it. It's called Attack on Titan: Last Stand. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it, you seeing it on your shuffle shelf. Exactly. So, Attack on Titan: Last Stand is it's a cooperative, well, one versus many game, where one player plays as the Titan player. The other players play as the heroes trying to kill the Titan. Of course, so. The way it works is that you have a giant cardboard titan in the middle of the table with a lot of platforms and different and different <laughs> levels. You also have a building next to the Titan that has cannons on it. <laughs> what? Yeah. So the building is where the heroes go and can fire the cannons at the Titan. But they can also climb all over the Titan and try and like cut its throat. There is a series of tactics cards that, you, that you're that you trying to do, and only two of them could win the players the game. Okay. So, it's either, like, eradication or something else, like, you slip their throat. Um, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Course.
1: No, well, Attack on Titan, from my yeah. understanding. I never watched the anime. It's not something that I've ever right. been
0: intrigued to watch, so. I watched one episode, and I, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, but, I saw the first episode, and I'm like, I'm out. Well, so the designer is Antoine Boza and Ludovic Maublanc. Those are the designers. So Cash and Guns and takanoko.
1: Uh, yeah, I I like Blanc for... Because he did Cash and Guns, right? No, yes. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not a big fan of Bowser. I've only played and a couple of those either. games. Because yeah. I didn't care much for Takenoko, and I didn't care much for um, Tokaido.
0: Right. Well, I liked Rampage a lot, and I like Hanabi. Okay, right? yeah. So those, those are my Bowser <laughs> games. I, you're right. I don't like Takenoko or Tokaido all that much anymore. Um, I liked Tokaido It's okay. While. It's a calm yeah. game. yeah. I never liked uh, Takinoka all that much, but I mean, he was he was like the hotness for the longest for time. a while. Yeah, I had Seven Wonders, of course, like oh, the yeah, yeah, obvious yeah, yeah. one. But um, what but makes this really I don't like neat, Seven Wonders. so... <laughs> right. Well, Seven Wonders Architects bring him. But what makes this game different is it's one versus all, and everybody, each player has five dice. The way it's a press your luck kind of rolling game. You are trying okay. to roll certain things. Um, it goes over like seven different phases, which are pretty straightforward. Uh, Like, the Titan player will play two of their cards, uh, one face down, one face up, that the heroes must respond to, or potentially be damaged, or having a bunch of troubles or problems, all these different things. And the way it works is that you are trying to complete these tactics while also damaging the Titan to the point where they're in the kill zone, and then just succeeding in a kill. However, when you roll your dice, you set aside anything you want, unless you roll any Titan heads, Those you hand immediately to the titan player. They store those for when it becomes their turn. So you you can keep re-rolling, but the more more titan heads you get, the more you're feeding into the titan player. Which is not great, especially when they immediately respond, (laughs) roll or use those titan heads to do damage to you or eat uh, citizens or all sorts of crazy stuff, right? Because they can win in three different ways. They can win by eating all all 12 of the citizens, if they destroy all six cannons, or if they kill one hero. One hero. <laughs> That's it. Game over. And so it's so brutal how it works. However, we were playing it as a three-player game. Okay. Two versus one. And my character's special ability is that I didn't have to give the Titan heads to the Titan player. Okay. Which made it super boring because our Titan player, uh, she would only get up to five if our friend Jim, like completely biffed his rolls and mm. just kept feeding her dice, which five is the big attack. That's like damage anyone hero one, which oh, is huge. But in a more player game, that that's way more common and way more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. You're only playing three players? We're only playing three players. Okay. And... Like, overall, it didn't seem that bad, but there was one, one huge issue with it, mm-hmm. and that's the way the platforms fit into it. It's one of those, like, where there's two slits, and they go uh, perpendicular to each other. and can go like this, but you're holding up a platform. You have a platform that's just sitting sideways on, on top of just a thin piece of cardboard, and not by much. I'm talking, like, maybe a few millimeters. Okay. Maybe a centimeter at most that this platform is clipped on. And one's even clipped onto their hand, which is separate from the rest of their body. It's just like hanging there. So it's like a really tiny, like maybe two millimeter, like connection. It's, that's dumb. Like that, it didn't work well. We ended up having to take a a stand from another player's piece that just wasn't being played and just clipping it on to hold it in place. That was, that was a really bad design, in my opinion, as far as that went. And the game didn't entirely seem balanced. I'm going to give it another shot um, with more players. I think it would be more fun, but that initial play wasn't wasn't too great for us.
1: And just before we move on to uh, my next game, let's go ahead and reiterate to the people in our audience, as well as our listeners, to stay tuned. Pretty soon, we'll be giving away a secret code word for you to enter a chance to win
0: Horrified American Monsters. That's right. Brought to you by Everyday Board Games. Alright, so, and our friend Nate, he, he was talking about uh, Azul Summer Pavilion, amazing game. Oh uh, yeah, it's still, yeah. it's my favorite of the Azuls. Yep, yeah. and the expansion for Lost Ruins of Arnek, very cool.
1: Yeah, I gotta get my copy played, I do have it somewhere down there, I don't know, I haven't really looked. Yeah, but my, my favorite
0: Azul is still the first, but but I, I also I, like, I like the, the first the one. Best.
1: I'm not a fan of the stained glass one. I know. Most uh, people aren't. I, I tend to be it hurts my out. eyes. My colorblindness is just ruined. Yeah, I know they pressed the thing, but in the wrong kind of light, you can't even see the uh, impressions inside that, the uh, pieces. Uh, right. I get why they went with the clear cues. It just it didn't work very well. No. Uh, but moving on to my next game. Uh, it one that you've been telling me about it was on my anticipated of 2021 list i finally got it played and this is, is the it? initiative
0: oh finally. finally finally
1: so i do have to mention we stumbled on a variant because it was just only a one sentence where it says hey the next player has to do the next turn after the first player goes first because you have to decide who's going to go first because they may have the lower number cards. We ended up adding the mind into the initiative. We're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not taking this turn because because I have high cards. I don't want to do. The- it's very meta. Yeah, playing. Yeah, it, it actually really enjoyed that variant part yep. of it. I don't like the mind, but doing it with the initiative, it just made it fun. But yeah, um, we had a really good time with it. We actually did okay. The how many scenarios did you we play? We did four pl- scenarios. Oh, wow. Okay. yeah, so that's more than me. Yeah. So we did four scenarios. The fourth scenario, we almost didn't uh, win. We barely got it on the last second. Because it, um, when you get there, it actually adds some stuff uh-huh. to make it difficult. And so it was, um, it was a difficult part of it but yeah no i honestly i really did like the variant where we added basically the mind gameplay because you know it's got those suits of cards Mm -hmm. and i don't want to go too much in the details here one i played more than you as well but also don't want to spoil it because it is a campaign game win or lose you're moving on with the campaign in regardless so but it's an interesting story. I like the fact that the, the comic book is leading you through. Whether you win or lose, it changes the, and branches off different ways. From my understanding, mind you, we've we won all four scenarios. One, barely. One, we kind of made things difficult for ourselves by playing the mind yeah. <laughs> while doing this game. Uh, but we, we fixed it. We saw the, where we made the mistake and we started playing the proper ways. And it, it just made it as difficult as well. Of course. yeah. But... um. No it is a phenomenal game. I'm glad I bought it. I'm glad I've played it so far. I want to play more scenarios on it. But yeah, the initiative, if you haven't checked this one out, I think you guys need to pick it up uh it's it's really good.
0: yeah, yeah, it's surprising. yeah, I was won over by the first scenario.
1: Yeah, this first scenario is amazing. Uh, and I also like the fact that you, it's a double-sided board that changes the setup on its mm-hmm. own, so you don't really need more map packs. You just set up the board as is. Yeah. You get to put up walls which closes out rooms. Mm-hmm. You're you're setting up the intel tokens in different ways. So it just it changes it up without having to put too many components
0: in the game. Right.
1: Keeping it at a
0: relatively cheap price point. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And the last game that's on my list is a game that you've been hounding me to try lately, Um, or not even just lately. Like I've had it on my shelf for quite some time. And another IP game, ironically enough, Jaws. Oh, I got Jaws. Speaking of hidden
1: betrayer game,
0: um, all I can say is as much as I enjoyed my time with it, uh, our friend Jim was the shark. Bad idea.
1: (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say because.
0: Oh my god, I've never had a clean sweep Like, in any game Quite as just awful as that He decimated us We had no chance against him He he completely just Like, it was like I take somehow... it somehow Because
1: he ate, like, I'm gonna say it's probably like He ate all 20 people he needed So he got all his bonuses for the next round
0: Yes, that's right He <laughs> ate the 9 people, he got 10 cards For the, for the second round Um it it was to the point where you know how you have to get two pieces of uh two barrels attached to yeah. him? We never found his spot once. <laughs> oh jeez he was he was shisty, he maneuvered around, he used his he used his powers, powers uh accordingly, yeah. At, at no point did we ever figure out where he was in the ocean. All we know is we were attempting to save people, and most people died. <laughs> like it, we did a very bad job of it. Did he eat the one character's son? Yes. And so that gives him a as more. As soon bo- as it popped up, that <laughs> that kid was gone. Like I mean, it it was basically like you see three swimmers sink from that, and then and then he, this kid shows up in the same spot. He's like, "Dude, you dead? <laughs> you got nothing, man." So it's I've really... only
1: ever played this two players, and I, uh-huh. I like it at that. I I really love the first part. The second yeah. part, eh, I'm okay with.
0: I like the second part a little bit better actually,
1: because the yeah. the, the the people have a better chance in it. I, that's
0: probably <laughs> so that was a lot closer. Um, we definitely did some damage. We we got him down. I think it's total of like 18 health or something yeah we got him down to about 14 or 15 so the- which is not nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it comes to those kind of games yeah
0: yeah he, he's amazing at it like i have the utmost respect but i don't want him playing hidden betrayer again, <laughs> like or like hidden movement like he uh- somehow can wrap his brain around a way I'm not entirely convinced that he didn't just erase numbers and put random coordinates.
1: I think um, (laughs) when I played it, uh, again, I played the two-player and I was playing the shark. I did so well. I only got one barrel tagged on me the oh, whole geez, time right, right. and it was only towards the end of the game and I, I got like all the people I needed right. to eat so I got all the cards I did still lose in the second half of the game uh, just because of the, the rolls uh, okay. the, because the the dice rolls himself uh, that's another reason why I don't really like the second part of the game right. because it's more the random. first part of the game it's very logical you're, you're no, when you're playing the shark you have to be smart okay I know what he can do so I'm gonna go to this side of the island instead because no. he's over there With the other one, it's all dependent upon the dice rolls, really. I mean, you do have to play smart with the cards that you're putting out there when you're doing your stuff. But, again, it comes down to dice rolls that end it. So that's why I really like the first part of it. But I understand why some people like the second part of it, too.
0: Yeah. It was just, it was silly. Splashing in and out of the water. Just going like, well, I'm in the water. You know what? I'm taking a machete. Let's do this. (laughs) I'm going to see what I can do to you. I no longer care to live. Yeah, <laughs> but as no. long as
1: you die, I win. <laughs> really good game, though, right? It was fun. Yeah, Julia.
0: Really Although for some reason, so I had this next to my Top Gun game on my shelf of shame, right? Okay. And they picked Jaws because it sounded interesting. We played it, and now for some reason, I am probably going to trade away Top Gun because <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I don't need both. Like I, I, I <laughs> I'm assuming they're nothing alike no i know that the top gun has two different phases that are very different
1: and one of them's volleyball and you don't want to play volleyball
0: i like volleyball just fine i'm just (laughs) for some reason of an ip game of a movie you know a movie ip game made by prospero hall that has two very distinct phases. phases um i mean jaws makes sense top gun i've never seen so i don't care about the theme
1: for, from what I heard uh Jaws is the better of the two first off and okay. second off top gun it's really good on the one phase where you're you're playing the planes I think it's like the dog fighting yeah it's really good in the volleyball part everybody just loathes
0: really yeah that's a shame yeah it was only like one scene in the movie or something <laughs> exactly like that. it yeah
1: mind you it, it was a big thing for its time the to top that the beach volleyball scene but yeah it was basically
0: still. eye candy for the women yeah Uh, Well, sure, but, I mean, and and the cards don't exactly portray that. Yeah, not really, but. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, just because I I was already on the fence a little bit about it, but as soon as I played Jaws, I'm like, I I can't imagine liking this as much as Jaws, even if at all. So, I'm probably going to trade it away just on that, on a different game. I've never done that before. (laughs) I played one game and decided, I'm going to get rid of a different one.
1: Well, I do have to say I, if I had to choose between the two and I haven't even played Top Gun, I'd pick Jaws. Just yep. because I really I love the yeah. and not only that, think about it. It's a four player hidden movement game. Yes. It's and it doesn't take long. You you got a Spectre's Op. Uh yep. uh, what is it? Uh Imperial, not Imperial Salt. uh Specter's Op and Fury of Dracula, so
0: Scotland Yard Scotland Yard. And that's about it.
1: Yeah, and then this one is Mr. four Jack, players, and players. it plays, I don't know, about an hour. Yeah. It's nice. simple oh, as... Took, yeah.
0: only took you an hour? Yeah. Oh, it took well, us, like did. an hour and 45 minutes.
1: Well, it was two players.
0: That's
1: true. But yeah, Jaws... I mean, a hidden movement game under two hours is still pretty good because yeah. I remember playing Specter Ops and it was three hours. Ooh. I've heard stories that Fury of Dracula can take up to four. Mind you, yeah. it's a fantasy flight game, but I, re- I still really Scotland want to get it.
0: like 20 minutes, but you'd expect it. It's way yeah. simpler, yeah.
1: too. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. But yeah, that was moving the last on, game I played
1: on. And moving on to my last game, I was finally, since Christmas, able to get another game of Gloomhaven in. Of course you're talking about Gloomhaven. Oh, man. Yeah, I have because to Because
0: we can't talk about it on the debates anymore you squeeze somewhere yeah sure
1: but oh my god it's it's been so so good i've really really enjoyed playing this having a great time with it and i think we're getting close but i don't know because i'm looking at all the stickers that we've put on the board and then like oh we can't do that one because that happened well we can't do that one because that happened And so we've gotten to a prosperity level where stuff is starting to open up because of the prosperity levels. And I'm like, oh, man, this is intriguing. This is a really good time. So we're having a blast with it. And for the first time ever, I've gotten a character to level nine. The maximum you can get in Gloomhaven. Mind you, because, again, I was telling you, we're playing uh, four uh, four characters. But uh, one of... uh, uh, there's been several retirements, except for this one character. He, he's still one of the starting characters, and he's made it to level wow. 9 because he hasn't met his requirement, uh, retirement requirement.
0: <laughs> retirement requirement. That's a mouthful.
1: Uh, it is so good. I've had a great time playing it. I've really enjoyed it. I know we talk about Gloomhaven a lot, or at least I do, yep. but the, it is phenomenal. And again, uh, because we go went from Jaws of the Lion to Gloomhaven, I've, the story... That mm. w- this one man Isaac Childress created is just phenomenal.
0: Speaking of fantasy games, uh, and I, I agree, I want to play more Gloomhaven, but to kind of scratch that itch, I finally showed my son Skyrim.
1: Oh, God, you're never going to get him back. I may not. I don't know. <laughs> it, I finally
0: let him experience what Skyrim is about. And I started playing a little bit, too. I'm I'm not going to lie. I put in a couple hours last night. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to get him back. And that's one of the few video games I've ever beaten.
1: So so here's the funny story about uh, Skyrim uh, for me and the wife. And that's another reason why she likes Gloomhaven so much because she really loves that. Is that when we were dating, I showed her Skyrim. And then I didn't see her for a month because she was playing Skyrim. Well, I mean, we'd talk all the time and maybe see each other, but she's like, yeah. I want to go play Skyrim. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Have fun.
0: <laughs> right. And, uh <laughs> yeah, just like how Nate said, ah, it's Gloomhaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, I think let's get into some honorable mentions and then we'll do the keyword. We'll do the keyword now
1: before we get into the actual podcast platform. This way, we can also do it at the end of the game. So remember to reiterate: we're giving away a copy of "Horrified American Monsters." Again, with the back, "Horrified American Monsters." Um, There, you have to be—you don't have to be a follower, but you have better tickets to get a follower on, uh, be a subscriber on YouTube, a a follower here on Twitch, as well as following us on our Twitter account. It gives you. Tickets, basically, to get into it. But the best way to do it is contact us at our email at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Uh, put in the, the the top part, the message or the tagline. Subject line. Subject line. Put in horrified. This way uh-huh. we can uh, yep. put it out. And then in the body, put your name and the secret word of the day.
0: So, because... It is horrified. Mm-hmm. I I decided to make the word today's secret word, the key word for the contest for this episode, squatching.
1: Not squatching.
0: Not squatching. In. No squatching. As in, I've gone squatching. Okay. <laughs> include that in the subject line with your name. Then we'll contact you if you're a winner. The body, not the subject
1: line. Horrified is the subject oh, right, line.
0: Right. Horrified is the subject line. Body. Squatchin'. Your
1: name. Squatching.
0: That's right. So that's a key word we'll shout out again at the end. Yep. So let's go into our honorable mentions. Today, uh, our podcast topic, just to reiterate, is what is the best games to play in unusual locations? Games that you may or may not normally play board games in, or just there's some kind of constraint that you wouldn't normally want to play a board game in. What are some games that can help fix that? So uh, Joel was our first commenter. He simply put "skull." I'm assuming that that's the, the skull is the bluffing game. Yeah. I, he didn't specify what location he would see it in, um, but I imagine that is like you know any a, small location, like Maybe. a pub. Uh, yeah, pub. A lot of people played in mm-hmm. it.
1: What I like about skull, I haven't played it, but it's freaking coasters. Is you're yeah. playing with coasters in essence. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, the next one on our list here is from Michael, and he says, For the ease of use and portability, I would say something like Railroad Ink. And, yes, and Rights are really good for this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, to clarify for our friend Nate, uh, Squatchin', don't worry about the spelling. We're not too worried about it. But, sound it out. S-Q-U-A-T-C-H-I-N. Squatchin'. All right. Uh, Corey said, Love Letter. Once again, did not clarify where specifically. In your list, you put the location as well and why it would be good for it? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then uh, Michael responded with it, uh, plus one and its alternate versions. He says, I can't tell you how many times we played Loot Letter while ordering uh, carry out while our food is being ordered. And uh, Corey responded that he just ordered Lovecraft Letter. Uh, Hopefully it should be arriving Thursday. I hope it does too. I hope it comes early for you, Corey. And thank you for commenting. And I'm just putting in the email address for
1: people in our chat. All right. Um, Moving on to our next one. Gerald says, not this, fuse. Now, (laughs) don't get me wrong. It has pretty much a small table presence. It's just some dice and some cards. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to play that in
0: any other location. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuse would, outside of game night, would just be unpleasant. Yeah. Stress upon stress. No. Not, not an island, on an airplane. That's what Yeah, I meant. yeah, no. But you know what I meant? Um,
1: especially with the app and it's, uh, when you put the personality on it, oh, they're no. going to be calling the sky marshals on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wendy said that she has played Travel Clue, Too Many Poops, uh, Disasters Rolling Ranch, and other card games in a pub. Rolling Ranches, that's a cool one. I I vaguely remember that one. It's like a rolling a right, but about a ranch, obviously. Of course. Obviously. 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 Yeah.
1: Kevin added a game that I've actually been wanting to try. I've heard it's pretty good, Mm -hmm. and that's Palm Island.
0: Yeah, I've had an opportunity to buy this a couple times, and I've considered it each time. Uh, Devin said Dice Throne, Radlands, Star Realms, Hero Realms. Well, it depends on the
1: location that you're going to put them in, because um, right. Star Realms and Hero Realms actually can take a bit of a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Dice Thrones. That can actually take some table space. Uh, Radlands, I'm not too sure. I've only recently seen parts of it. it I know some people are just getting it from Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I know it's a two-player only game, so a lot of these actually would work with Valentine's Day, except for maybe Dice Thrones. That not the that it's not a good game. It's gonna start fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Not the best to play over that. Uh,
1: Mark said, "Pocket Ops is literally playable on an airplane tray." Um, he actually left a link there, so if you want to go check it out, you can. Uh, so much game! It so much game! It will what? So much game! It will. Mm-hmm. Oh, blow your mind! Okay, he used the "blow your mind" emoji.
0: That's what he's trying to say. Ah, okay, I get it. <laughs> Brandon said, Hive is my always my go-to recommend for a type of scenario. Light, portable, durable, great two-player game. And now, Hive didn't make my list. So I'm going to say that. But had I thought of it, it would have. Because Hive, those really nice Bakelite pieces, it is so great about, you know, you're not worried about it getting dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to break. They're definitely not going to blow away. So if you're outside, Hive is a great one. Um, before we move on, Nathan...
1: Our friend here has said in chat, I've had a lot of, uh, lots of fun playing King of Tokyo on band trips, on a bus and at contests. The kids always ask for it. I use dice trays to pass it around. That's actually really cool.
0: Perfect. On a bus. Yeah, yeah. on a
1: bus. Um, Jason is the next one on our list here and he says Jaipur and representing
0: Jaipur, you know,
1: I, you're a big fan of this game. I really enjoy I, this
0: game. I can't think of too many. I mean, yeah, I adore this game. I love it. I don't know of too many outside of the box settings that this would work. Yeah, better. again because You're the way you w-
1: way you have to play
0: it on a table. Mm-hmm. Um I like this <laughs> one. Uh Haman um said the Brothers Mirth played viticulture on a plane. So viticulture? Really? <laughs> I,
1: I gotta find that video but I, I when i saw this
0: uh, <laughs> uh when i was at
1: work and i was like wait i have to find this video i mean that is absolutely something your that brother's me, Murph would yeah, do
0: they did a speed run of gloomhaven <laughs> in <a week>. so <laughs> that I is mean, true 100 of it it's ridiculous and they played their entire collection in a week too <laughs> oh god no. so i mean i like,
1: don't think i could play my entire collection in a week unless i didn't have a job and i was making more money doing this right exactly <laughs> no, uh, that, that's I, impressive uh no Isaac not no Nicola I play a full game of Last Will in the pub very little tables. Wow
0: that's that's <laughs> intense yeah yeah that's I was a very say. He- card heavy game. Um Isaac said I like Farkle on the go just needs six standard dice and a scoring pad for a paper score also Jotto you just need two pieces of paper and two pencils I'm curious about Jotto I don't I'm not familiar with that but Farkle yeah that's a really great one. Um and yeah I once again did... I also didn't think of dice games. For a lot of these. Um,
1: actually, I don't think I have. No, no, I have one dice game on here. Okay, you'll, you'll see it. Uh, Powell said Port Royal or the Crew. Um, Port Royal. It's
0: a pressure luck pirate game. Yeah.
1: Um, that's fine. That's the the card one, or is that the dice one? It's card one. Yeah, and then the crew. I don't disagree with you. The crew can have a small table space, but I don't know about an unusual setting I would play this in just because of the way it has to be played. Because in all honesty, if you're trying to play this on an airplane, it would be kind of hard to do
0: it on an airplane just because how little the table space is. Right. Um, Eric said, played Regicide on a boat because it's a good game. And if it gets wet, you're only out of a basic deck of cards. Yeah, which I made my own version of that with a deck of cards. Yeah, it's neat how it works. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Next on our list here is by Nur. He says, Oniram and Ganshan Clever on the phone. Now, I don't disagree. I didn't put any apps on here. Because if I did,
0: Oniram would be on there. But I don't
1: want to also, where I play most of Oniram.
0: Right, (laughs) exactly. So I don't
1: want to get into that detail.
0: Right, (laughs) exactly. It's a... There's one room in the house that's really good for that app. Um, Frank said, Gloom Holden, Palm Island, Hive. If you have slightly more space, Nations the Dice Game, Seven Wonders Duel, any of the tiny epics. Otherwise, a phone game is the best option. I I want to try Gloom Holden.
1: I've heard really good things about Gloom Holden. Um, I just haven't really wanted to go out there and print all that stuff out for myself. Right. But I, I, Isaac Childress even shouts this out. so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, most certainly. So, so, how, let's, uh, so that was it for our, our comments. Thank you so much for including those. And, and thank you, Nate, for including those as well. Um, so how did you approach this list? I know you said this was difficult for you. And I'm not saying it was easy for me, but I like the challenge of it. And that's why this is. And, and I'll tell you what came, where this list came from. Um, It came from two different spots why why I came up with this. One was when I went to Minnesota this last summer, Mm -hmm. I when I went to a game shop, one of my intentions was to buy solo games that I could play on the airplane. Okay. And they gave me One Deck Dungeon and Railroad Inc. Those were the two that they suggested. I played Railroad Railroad Inc. on the way, and I played One Deck Dungeon many months later
1: (laughs) for the first time, which I
0: really actually like quite a bit. It was really good. But that, that was, that's where I went with it. However, um, recently Board Game Geek sent out like an email and it said like, uh, games for picnics or something like that and something to that idea. I'm okay. Like, that's a weird spot for a game.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: And then, and then that's of course got the gears rolling. It's like, well, the combination of that playing a game on an airplane tray <laughs> or like at a picnic so like, I bet we can come up with some really weird, uh, locations. I do. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. i mean we'll see so the how did you approach
1: the list mostly i approached the list just unusual locations or even just awkward situations okay uh, uh, and I'll, I'll clarify that later and I, I also ranked it by almost games that i liked more than others but i also ranked it where okay this is this is probably more of an awkward or an unusual spot to play this gotcha um but yeah, it's it was a difficult one, actually. The first two, I haven't done. Okay. Uh, I've heard a story about one of them, and I thought it would okay. work, and I'll explain what, why that works um, when it comes to it. Sure. And the second one, I just think it would be hilarious. <laughs> if, if, And I would do it if at all possible I did this.
0: Okay. That I'm intrigued. So the, I, I wrote down the eight, and I put them in order from the most normal to the least normal locations. <laughs> So that's how I'm gonna approach it. So you'll see them get exponentially weirder. Yes. So I'm curious now. In es- fact, especially with that scenario. The, the
1: other, uh, so we did eight. The other, the other six of them, because I told you two I haven't done. Right. But one I've heard a story, and the other, the other one I think was uh, the other okay. six I have done in okay. the unusual location that I uh, wrote them down in too. So fair enough.
0: Fair enough. All right. All right. Well, got the coin of doom out. Got the coin of doom. Let's see who begins that'll be you all right so my first one is the one that uh, i haven't done
1: but i would do if i did this and i would take summer camp camping (laughs) i just think it would be awesome you have those picnic tables out there and in fact i wouldn't have to take the whole board i would just maybe put the the characters that you're probably going to use or stuff like that in the back and just take three boxes Okay. Uh, This way, I don't have to lose all the game. You know what I mean? Sure. And honestly, if you do, it's inexpensive enough that you could buy another copy of it. It's twenty five dollars at Target. So yeah. Uh, But I just think it would be a fun activity to do while we're camping, enjoying s'mores, listening to. If you're near a river or lake, hearing the water. I personally would do it basically in a cabin, but I mean, you could even play in a tent, like. Sometimes it rains when you go camping. If yeah. you're playing it in a tent, you would have a great time doing it, too. Sure. Uh, and it's in a relatively not long. It's short game. You can play it maybe 30, 45 minutes, let the rain settle, and then you can go back to your camping ways. But at least it it'll be nice to have it there.
0: Okay. You, you sold me on that one. <laughs> All right. Mine, um, mine is, the, is what I think is the best game to play in a park. And I traditionally see this game played in parks because... A lot of parks have actually implemented the board into different tables. That's chess. Oh, God. I mean, it, it's obvious, right? Yeah. You know, and that's why it's my number eight because it is, it, it's something that is traditionally done, but it's, it's something that I appreciate the fact that some city planners actually actively build chess boards into like park tables. And all you have to do is bring your pieces, which are good against weather anyway because they're heavier. Mm-hmm. You know, some people carry around those pieces just yeah. to do that. And, what a relaxing time! Like in your mind working and then while sitting and enjoying the sun, that it's a good atmosphere. For so
1: it. I do have to mention um, when we went to Florida um, back in October, uh-huh. the hotel we're staying at around because they were it was a resort and they had like this big giant pool area. Yeah, they had a giant like a garden set of chests. So the of pieces course. were like yeah. three feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and I've seen those too. Those yeah. are always funny. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, huh i enjoyed playing chess i would totally uh, do that but no yeah i'm going up to my room
0: (laughs) (laughs) but like, that's great see ya (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much all you gotta do is buy a bunch of frisbees and play some checkers (laughs) (laughs) there you (laughs) You go like i'll show you you and your Your chess chess, yeah but (laughs) no, up i I
1: get why you put that at your at your number eight you do see it it's integrated in a lot of parks absolutely i don't know if i've seen any in this area
0: there is one there is some in our in our uh nice local town um, there is um, a place behind our one of our grocery stores off of El Paseo. There is a small park mm, that, yeah, that okay. is extended, and there, there's some tables there. Okay, it's cool. the only time I've ever seen them in our town. I'm sure there's more.
1: All right, I guess uh, flip the coin and doom and see right. who's going next.
0: For number seven,
1: you lead the way. So this is the other one that I haven't done, but this is the one that our mutual friend Bryce, uh, the game head geek over on TikTok, told me. And I thought you know what that's a smart idea so they went to disney world this was a few years back and this is at this game's height of popularity and this has spawned like mini recreations reprints of different uh, themes on it but when he was standing in line Mm -hmm. at disney world for the different rides they want to do him and his wife just was playing this because you basically can hold it in your hand and this is love letter Yep. um and i was like yeah, that actually makes sense and to the point they were standing in line people were asking him like oh, what are you guys playing and he's like oh it's this game and they're like oh cool can we join you and he started playing with people in line while they were moving into to do yeah. some uh, theme park rides. and i thought that was an amazing idea so this was one of the first games that popped in my head in my list because i remember him telling me about that i'm like that makes sense because again, it's just yep. like, twelve cards or something like that. It's uh, uh eighteen cards, yeah.
0: and some tokens, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's not that much, and you could just put your tokens in your pocket or something like that to keep your score. Yeah. whoever is that gets the most points uh, was like six wins or something like that. Depends on the number of players. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, he he was telling me about that. And I'm like, and when you or we came up with this object so idea, I'm like, well, I already have one on my list because I remember him telling me. And I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So this my number seven is Love Letter. It's the best game to play while you're standing in a line.
0: That, that's a good one. Yeah, very good one. Um, and, of course, our commenters agree. Um, my number seven is is a great game to play if you don't have a table. Or if you're in a situation, all you need is a floor. And that's dungeon drop. I mean, it makes sense. You're dropping the pieces anyway. All you need is the border or general drop area. True. If you if you are in a situation where you're like, well, we don't have a table around, like lack of furniture for whatever reason, if you have a flat ground that you're okay with dropping cubes on, Dungeon Drop is a great one for it. And in fact, the h- higher up you are, the crazier the Dungeon Drop gets, which it it's not necessary, but it's still silly. Um, dungeon Drop is a really cool game where you're dropping all these different colored cubes. All of the different cubes mean different things. Some are monsters. Some are trolls, goblins. Some are treasure chests, some are keys to open the treasure chest, some are other things. It was originally a Game Crafter competition okay. uh, winner, whereas winner, was a components-only board game. And then Game Right picked it up after they did a Kickstarter. Of
1: course Game Right would.
0: And yeah, it's, it's a fun game because you get an ability. Uh, you get two different abilities. One is like a tactic or something. And you use those to try and get certain kind of loot. That you want more than others. So some are worth more to some players. Some are worth less to some players. Some are more valuable overall. Defeating certain monsters are valuable. It's fun. It's just a ridiculously silly game. That I've had a lot of fun. So if you don't have a table. And you're fine playing something on the floor. It might not work great with a rug. But it'd probably still work fine. You know depending on how thick the rug is. This rug that we're above. Maybe. Maybe not. But (laughs) like a thinner rug. Probably. Oh, by the way, he has shag carpeting. You can't see it. It's like a lime green. It's the weirdest thing. No. No. <laughs> this house was built I'm in the 70s. I'm not you, all right. He took down the wood paneling. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: This house was built in 2006. What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to see if it's even... Re- yeah, I mean, you could look at the, the stucco walls and you're like, nah. Yeah, well, no.
1: in any case, anybody who's going to live in a house with shag carpeting, it's going to be you.
0: This is not untrue. <laughs> This is not untrue.
1: <laughs> All right. We're moving to our number six. Number six. That'll be you. All right. So this one I have done. This one you cannot argue because you did it too. I'm sure I have. And yeah. this is a game that you can play in your car. Okay. And this is Geek yep. Out. Geek Out. <laughs> it's a phenomenal game. It's just like uh, who can outbid the other person yep. depending on the topic that you rolled. So what whatever the color of the dice is, it's mm-hmm. like... Okay. You did green. All right. So name how many Lord of the Ring characters can you name? And you basically bid around who's all playing. You can say, Hey, I'm, I bid. I can say four. And then someone else can say, Okay, I can do six. And the next person's like, I can name eight. And then you're like, Nah, you do it then. And we. Everybody if everybody passes that guy has to that person has to name eight characters from Lord of the Rings. If they get it, they get the card and it's basically a point for them. Um we usually just play it uh for it however many We played it for
0: 4, four hours. hours, yeah. Yep.
1: Just because we were driving a road trip and whoever had the most points at the end of the game ended up winning. And it it was a great time. We had a good time. I think all of us lost our voice at that one point because we were <laughs> laughing and making fun of each other. Yep. There was some that were like there like Oh, name this many characters and, like, uh, name the characters in Dorothy or Wizard of Oz. And all of us are just like, wait, what? I can name four, the Wizard
0: <laughs> Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I ended up bidding the most. And I don't think I got it. <laughs> no, you like didn't. That. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, it's a phenomenal game to play. I had a great time doing it. And so my number six is for playing in a car, geek out.
0: Yeah. Very good pick. Uh, My number six is a game that you can play exclusively if you lose power. Uh, Now, there is a caveat. You have to know how to play it prior to that. And one person does need to have some kind of electricity. So, like, let's say it's a late night. Power goes out. You only have a single cell phone light.
1: I have two games that could work for this that I'm thinking out of your top of your mind. One is either Nyctophobia.
0: Okay. Or the other one is The Night Cage. Okay. Nyctophobia is mine. Because... (laughs) The other players other than the single player who needs a single like let's say they have the candlelight, right? They have enough to see there. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the other people see. In fact it's more thematic if it's like can you imagine the 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 flashing of lightning and the rainstorm and then the complete lack of electricity, you don't hear any motors, you don't hear any fans, no no engines, like everything's just dead silent and you're playing Nyctophobia, how thematic that would feel. <laughs> That is would be it, terrifying. Is
1: it nyctophobia like you're trying to run away from like vampires or yeah, something like uh, that? the serial
0: killer, yeah, oh, yeah or the yeah. vampire or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, oh god. The the one person who can see is the one who's moving everybody else or it, what makes it so fun is and have you played Nyctophobia? No, I have not. I've
1: been wanting to, but I haven't.
0: Yeah, the reason why Nyctophobia is so fun and what what makes it so different is that the serial killer or the vampire, they can't directly attack any player they have to stand next to the player and that player has to then choose to move into that spot. Which is... That makes it so terrifying so quickly. You can like throw rocks and hit things. You can see if there's like... Uh, if you can hear see trees next to you. Uh, there's just so many cool abilities that you can do. Um, but there's only one person who needs to see. So I was thinking, honestly, in most situations, if there's a power outage... Nyctophobia as long as you already knew how to play the game. Yeah. And you have like a single like like phone for light or a candle, you're good. Nyctophobia would be great for that. Cool. See? I, you agree with this. Yes.
1: Well, yes. I haven't played it, but yeah, it would be kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't so.
1: Honestly, like I said, it could either be Nyctophobia or I could also see like the night cage for that yep. reason, just because of the flickering lights and stuff like that. That would and be it good. Com- we, the, the collector's edition comes with flickering candles. We did play it like that <laughs> once. And then
0: we, when we shut off all the lights, we were like, this is really fun. And we made it through a few rounds. And we were like, this is kind of hard. Let's turn the lights back on just for now. But no, we we did. Or no, did we play it that way? I don't know if we played the entire length of the game. But we definitely played it with the candles going. Hmm. And in darker. Oh yeah, it was great. It looked like we were conducting a séance.
1: That that sounds so pretty it was cool. terrifying. All right, number five. Number five. Okay, is that tails really? It is tails again. Every single time. Jeez. All right, moving to number five here um, is a game again you've also done with, or played actually. The next two, so that would make it three in a row that we actually did. So I know okay. this works. Uh, this one is. A good game to play in a restaurant if you have a big enough table, mind you. Like a diner or something like that. Sure. And you played this with me and my wife in that Monopoly.
0: No. No. I used to play Monopoly in diners. Sid Saxon. Oh, I can't stop. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I was like, a choir in a restaurant
1: would be terrible. <laughs> no. uh, we actually played Can't Stop. In fact, the waitress had actually asked us what we were doing. because right. We were that having a, so
0: long ago. Yeah,
1: we were having a good time doing it. We played this, and I think it was an IHOP or something like that. Denny's. No, it wasn't Denny's because it was uh, on the university.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, it was IHOP. Okay. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> the, just the reason because I remember I was off university because we just went for our, our walk. And oh, so, okay um but yeah no we had a great time playing this this is actually when you introduce can't stop to me yeah uh, this is the first time i ever played it and i still love this game i don't own it because i honestly i really don't have to i can ask you to bring it and we'll play yeah. it
0: always I'm i not, will 100 yeah. percent always bring and it so
1: it's a great game <laughs> um it does take up a big portion of the table, but if you're at a diner for, like, four people, you yeah. can just put it in the center of the table. It's a push-your-luck, so you're just rolling dice, and you're moving your pegs across the board, trying to be the first one to, what, complete three sections is what it is? Yeah. And so, like, the seven is going to be the longest track to go because it's a high possibility of that being rolled, whereas the, the six and the two are, like, what, three spots? And so it just depends on how you're going to push your luck. And, again, first person, two, three, ends up winning. I think this is a phenomenal game. And, actually, depending on which version you have, you can play this in a restaurant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good pick. Uh, My number five is also a restaurant game. And it is... uh, You've already brought up this game, but I I have it for a different reason. And that is Love Letter. (laughs) I think Love Letter is a better restaurant game because I do like setting down the cards... It's great in the line. You're absolutely right. And whenever I go to conventions, I always see people playing Love Letter in line. In line yeah. Waiting for events. It makes perfect sense. But the ex- the theme on top of it, if, I mean, this is something that you and I don't, haven't known about for years now, going, decades for me, is I imagine if I was playing board games and trying to date, <laughs> that the Love Letter theme Would be kind of a cute thing.
1: Well, people were giving it away as a
0: gift for weddings. Yeah. So,
1: like, at one point you could buy special wedding love letters.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I do own one. It wasn't for my wedding. But I do have one.
1: Well, then again, it, for a you, different you, wedding, you, yeah. you guys actually went backwards with your. your yeah, that's lady. true. That's true. We went in a long
0: time, but I imagine like that would be a cute little thing. It's like, hey, do you want to play a little game? Like while, while we're waiting for our food, sure. Yeah. You know, let's get to know each other. Let's play a little card game.
1: And the thing is, you don't really have to do like the love letter part of it, unless you're like dating, like you were mentioning. Sure, but there's no. so many things that are printed on it. You could play Batman if yeah. you're you're at a comic con. You want to play Batman? There's a. Mm. Uh, uh, Marvel version of it now it's like the the Infinity Gauntlet or something like that you there's different themes. Uh, Munchkin had a theme. Yep. Uh, there's Lord of the Rings as well. So if mm-hmm. you can find a copy of the Lord of the Rings one, good luck.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, there's even letters to Santa, the Christmas version. Yeah. So around holidays, it makes perfect sense. Ah, uh, family so th- gatherings. There's so many. There's so many good uses for love letter. Love letter is kind of like the universal. I can play this just about anywhere game with anyone. With anyone, yeah, because it's non offensive theme. It's real simple. Yeah um and the what asmodee or z-man whatever company bought it asmodee. the new changes that they're doing to it or mm-hmm. i've heard <laughs> some of the new changes in like the princess princess version they're awesome like they nice. sound really good i want to buy it already just because i want really i really
1: want to try the marvel version i have the batman mm-hmm. love letter that's the copy yeah.
0: i kept for myself so yeah. i sold have like seven or eight copies way too many
1: yeah, I would have picked myself up the Lord of the Rings, but I'm like, I have the Batman one, it's fine. Um, but yeah, you only really need one yeah. copy, just whatever, pick your poison, but this game goes down well in most places. Yep.
0: So I completely agree with you. Well, wow, mine is we have a rushing. crossover. That's right. We, we might have, have
1: a crossover. We might
0: have more than one, we'll see. I don't know.
1: You've got Fails to be again. kidding
0: me. What are the odds? Um, One in five so far. Or, uh... <laughs> i am
1: i'm I'm shooting six for six right now so
0: all right go for it
1: um next one up on our list here for my list is another one that i could play in a restaurant or i also put pub and bar because it's got a small footprint on the table it's a flip and right okay that you uh, there's a fun story about this that you've shown to no more than i think it's four people and they all ended up buying it yeah (laughs) and this is silver and gold Yep. Uh, I love this game. I think it's a Phil Walker Harding game. I, I oh, wow. I just realized I have two Phil Walker Harding games on here. Those are first. Summer yeah, camp. Summer camp. That's right. <laughs> uh, but silver and gold is a great one. It, again, it doesn't take up a big, uh, table presence. And it, it's just a flipping right. You're just making marks. So you don't have to be super into paying too much attention to the game except for what's being flipped. Right. So you can sit there and have your beer and you're socialized with your friends and have a great time. But it's also, because of the dry erase cards, it's a better chance of it surviving if there's like an accidental spill or something like that. Not a great chance. And especially now that it's out of print, pretty much, Pandasaurus says they're not really going to plan on printing it again. We'll see. But no, Silver and Gold's a phenomenal game. Small footprint. We played this in a restaurant um, one day. You were just like, hey, let me show you this. Oh man, this is amazing. And we had to and go pick up our mutual, yeah, we had to go pick up a mutual friend uh at the airport, so we stopped at a store that was near the airport or um what is it? Uh what is Game, the, Vault. Oh, Game oh, Vault. Yeah, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. think of the name of it uh, for some reason, but yeah, we went to Game Vault because we were like we had to kill a little time. His flight's delayed, so yep. let's go grab that. And I saw the copy there, and I'm like, "Yoink! It's mine."
0: Yeah, like I can't say no to this. Now. And I think that's one of the games that really kind of set Phil Walker Harding in our path of fandom.
1: Yeah, kind of uh, no, for me it was uh, Baron Park. That's the one I still don't own. <laughs> but, Ironically enough, yeah, right. But it was Baron Park that really put him on my list, and then this just enhanced it. Silver and Gold was is, is phenomenal. I still have my copy, and I really enjoy it. Right, play it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I saw my copy. Even though I think I was talking to another designer yesterday, I think Super Mega Lucky Box might might. Yeah, have seen it Super Mega
1: there. Lucky Box is pushing it uh, further yeah. and further down my list because I really like it. But again, the reason why I have Silver and Gold on this list is one, I've done it in a in mm-hmm. that kind of environment, and two, it has a smaller footprint than uh, Me- Super Mega Lucky Box. It's true.
0: Yeah, quite a bit smaller. So, uh, what is it? Number four? Yes. Uh, is another crossover. Really? Yep. And game and location, geek out. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. It's, and, and you and, you and I, we really like, it's a group of board gamers. We're, we're doing eight hours of driving total that, that one day and going to again soon. Um, and I specifically asked, like, guys, let, let's let figure out a game that we can play on the way. That would be fun. Yeah. And they're like, Danny, you're driving. That's a bad idea. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. Let's, we can figure something out, like a storytelling game or a trivia game, anything. We can figure this out. Yeah. That, that I don't have to, like, write something down. All I have to do is just speak. You know, it should be fine. And the only game that we came up with that was in uh, my collection was Geek Out. Was like, all right, we'll try it. We're not the biggest fans of Geek Out, but let's try it. Oh, that was a riot. Oh, and, we had a great time. And I do plan on bringing that when we take our really long road trip here in, in a while back. Oh, that sounds I'm gonna good. I'm going to throw it in a card box. We'll You and me will play it for 10 hours or something. Uh, before <laughs> I
1: forget, remind me to give you the money for the ticket. Oh, remember to give me the money for the ticket. <laughs> just thought I let, uh, just let me know. Okay,
0: that's a random personal uh, reminder right, yeah. off, right off the bat. Anywho... <laughs>
1: Well, you just mentioned
0: our long road
1: trip, so yep. I gotta
0: pay for the road trip. That's, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. So um, I'll tell you the details about that later. But okay. uh, yeah, no, geek out. It's I fully plan on this playing. I might. I I found a copy of the '90s version. Geek out. Oh, okay. Would you be up for playing that? Oh
1: uh, yeah. All right. I'll I, pick, I mean, I'll <laughs> pick it up
0: if I still know where it is. I'll pick it up.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Cool. And that's, that's that's my number four.
1: Man, we agree on two games. I'm shocked. Right? For different one, finally, for different, oh, you finally can start.
0: heads. All right, so my next one. This is where it starts getting a little more specific. Mm-hmm. This game is would be great for either being poolside or beachside because you're not worried about the components getting you know sand. This you is know, the
1: one you mentioned to me last week. Wasn't no,
0: me? last week I was just telling you about like a waterproof deck of cards. Okay, yeah, and I didn't bring it because I didn't feel like looking for it, um, but. It, it they they are waterproof cards, they're plastic, and that's gloom. Gloom would make uh, a perfect sense because and that plastic is actually really useful. Because really, Gloom on say, the beach?
1: That is the most depressing game ever.
0: <laughs> it does. Isn't that a great juxtaposition though? That it's, it's like, like the it's Adams lovely. family on the beach. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what makes it that much funnier. Is just how absolutely absurd that well, really is. I
1: mean, it's funny, but yeah, I can't it, stand it. It's that funny. Game
0: and that's fine you know it's not it's not the the best game there are other games that use just the clear plastic cards to yeah. overlay and stuff i was thinking about a like um mystic veil for a minute but i was like no i, I don't know. want sand yeah. in the sleeves yeah, you know no. that's that's a big no no but there there are plenty of cards that you could or games that have the clear plastic cards or just card uh plastic cards in general that you can, that you overlay. can play yeah. in that setting so if you get to uh get water on it Oh well, you know. Yeah, it's not a big Honestly, deal. Honestly, it's
1: gloom. If you get water on it, oh well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying it's my favorite game, but it's it's definitely more of a stranger location. Well, yeah. So that's gloom. Great for beachside, poolside, anything you might get wet. Now, if you like gloom, cruise, might be all right.
1: You know, all good. To you, good for you. Uh, yeah. It's a game that I don't like. I've played it a couple of times. We have a mutual um, friend that really enjoyed it for yeah. an extended period of time. I just. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. Yeah,
0: that's fine. I mean, you're, you're basically
1: like... making your family miserable in that yeah, game.
0: That's all it is. Yeah, you, that that that's not basically. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, your your goal is to make them as depressed as possible. It's a silly theme. Yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, like you're trying to cheer each other, the other families up. That's the funny part. Yeah, in my mind. So, but yeah, gloom <sighs> is my number three.
1: All right, moving on to my number three. Uh, For me, this is one of the main ones that needed to go on this list um, because this is a great game to play over the internet. Um, The big part of it is... I knew you were going to put this one. Yeah. uh, It's a Zoom um, call game. All you need, and they have it on BGG, you can do where you can get the sheets printed out and just Mm -hmm. have your friends or family print out some sheets, or you can mail them at... And now they got multiple map packs, and this is Cartographers.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to pick something different. I apologize. That's 10 correct.
1: That game is also on my list.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh,
1: just letting you know. But uh, Cartographers is a great game on Zoom. It it plays really well. You only need one copy of the game and people to print out the, the grids and stuff like that. And just decide A or B so that, which ones they're going to print out. And they yeah. actually have um, low uh, ink ones that you can print out for yourself this way you're not spending a lot of ink and getting them out sure or you can just dry erase them and mail some for to family members and stuff like that if you're especially since we went through uh and we're still going through the pandemic but it's Mm -hmm. restrictions of ease but at one point we couldn't see anybody we couldn't go anywhere that that summer was a bit miserable and we were just like hey why don't you print this out i own the game i'll just flip the cards i'll let you know um if you need a a better image, I could put it up to the camera or I can send you a picture over Messenger or uh, through chat. Um, sure. And it was just, it went down gangbusters. This really shot up on one of my favorite games to play just because of that reason. And it, it's really a good game and unusual. And a lot of rolling rights, for that matter of fact,
0: really work for this. Yeah, multi because they're multiplayer solitary. You can yeah. just kind of play along. Like, uh, I remember when Jamie Segman was testing Rolling Realms. Yeah. He would do big group uh games with it It but i do i
1: I had to bring this one up because one it's an unusual situation more than just uh, a location i'm stuck in my home but i still want a game with my friends this was a perfect one to do it yep makes sense and the other one that you're thinking of is good but i have it for a different setting and it's more on the awkward side of it
0: okay all right we'll find out You lead us off on number two.
1: Number two is not the game that you were thinking about.
0: Um, Oh, okay. So (laughs) So I know which place that is. Yeah. And it's a fitting
1: place for it. Uh, But this one, uh, it had to get on my list because I just recently did it. We went on our trip. Uh And so it worked on a plane. And again, it's a roll and write. But this one. Snakes and ladders. Snakes. No. And Uh, this one is Quix
0: quick this okay.
1: one one it has a small footprint you just need your your player sheet mm-hmm. and a what is it like six dice one yeah. two so yeah because yep. those are the dice for quicks that we got another game that you actually play over zoom in fact that's why i was pointing at those dice those were given to me before we could play over zoom with a different friend Oh, okay. but when we played this on the plane it just it helped pass the time i hate flying i'm terrified of flying i can't stand it But that helped ease my mind. Reading a book or doing that really helped me, and it was a small footprint. I mean, we played it on one tray. We just – only one person really needs to roll the die. I mean, it's just like, okay, these are my – this is my dice rolling, but only one person needed to do it. And the fact that I keep it in a little photo case because I keep uh, Mm -hmm. my smaller games in a photo case, the photo case was basically our our dice tray. We just rolled the dice in there while we had the notepads, and it kept it – and we had a good time, played it well, and it's very simple because you're just putting numbers in ascending order or descending order based on the color you're using, and you're engaged on the other player's turn because you have to take I think one of the white dice and put it, uh, take a number for it, and it's a great game. I really like Quicks. It's quick too. Right. And it. it hits the name i guess because it it just plays quickly you could play a couple rounds of it and then be like okay i'm gonna and then like our our seatmate because it was uh we were playing on southwest we let them in too because they're like oh what's going on here and showed them and they really enjoyed it so i'm
0: may help that's always so great yeah when when random strangers like join it's like what's going on (laughs) here it's like we just made a game yeah you
1: know yeah and it was a good time and it it works like i said it's a such a small footprint yeah you only need few dice uh, of different colors you need to make sure it's color it's red green yellow and red green yellow blue blue yeah and white and then the white ones just for – because those are the ones the other players have to yeah. take. It, the thing is you only go in the order. So if you're descending, if you start with a 12 or – yeah, it's 12, right? Because you got to take a blue –
0: if you're taking yeah, the blue die – two of them die, are yellow. Or two it, of them go down, two of them go up.
1: And then if you're taking the blue die, you have to take the white die with it because you're mm-hmm. combining it. Yeah.
0: And so if
1: you're doing a 12 – it's descending. You have to make sure the next one's 11 or 10 because if you you can really screw yourself in the end because you want to try to get points in every category. Yeah. And so yeah, no, I think Quix is a phenomenal game.
0: Cool. Now, I'm going to have to justify my number 2 here for a minute because I have not done this, but I read a really great article that popped into my head and I probably read this like 4 or 5 years ago. Um it's about prison. <laughs> and I was thinking what would What's the best game to play in prison? Because it was actually a news article, like... Uh, because it's a... a whole, hear me out, like... Apparently in prison, Dungeons & Dragons is an incredibly common game. Uh, to the point where, like... People make their own custom dice, of course, like... Using pencils, like they'll chop off a little piece of a pencil and then write the numbers one through six on it and roll those as a D six. You know, uh, I didn't uh, see
1: this uh, as an article. I did watch a. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, a news article, right. documentary thing on like uh, YouTube or something like that. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. Like it's a it's apparently this huge thing, and a lot of it. It's very difficult to convince the guards to let them keep the things because they think that they're going to use the dice for gambling, yeah. which is totally not the point. It, it it's used for escapism so mm-hmm. it, mentally they're in a different world yeah they're trying to be they're they're being good i don't see a problem with dungeons and dragons there, it's nothing morally wrong with it you know no it they're they're making characters that they care about you know they're trying to still have that yeah you know personality they're they're being creative and telling stories uh and of course they're they, they're always people in prison are always going to make or fashion things out of other things yeah the interesting dice yeah Yeah, they have to get creative so creating dice uh you know especially polyhedral dice that's intriguing you know yeah especially
1: because you know with like i'm playing a little rpg game with my calendar i need a d8 a d6 a d4 d20 a d10 and uh, percentile yeah so there's just a there's a bunch of dice I need, and they have to create these things because yes. they because uh, mm-hmm. again I understand why the prison guards are doing it because the gambling issue could yeah. be,
0: lead to problems,
1: but these are guys just give them a little bit of an escape, you know yeah,
0: exactly like there's prisons that have TVs and have like recreational times like why can't they do Dungeons and yeah. Dragons if it if it's not hurting anybody it makes perfect sense but I get like the whole like they don't want them gambling yeah and that can easily be done with dice mm-hmm. I get that part but if it's really obvious that they're playing Dungeons and Dragons or an RPG. Yeah. All for it. Like, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, so, like I said, I have never experienced it and I don't plan on it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know that for sure, but because of all the different articles that, I, that I've heard about it, yeah, it sounds like that's like the perfect place or the perfect place, the perfect uh, game to play in that unfortunate location.
1: Yeah. Especially since a lot of the people that are there or for um, like the, Three strike laws, just with for simple marijuana possession stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, stuff like so, that.
0: Right? Yeah, like it's it's not like they're like hardened criminals or anything. Yeah, exactly. Or, violent or anything like that. It's just it's you know it's a good way to escape. So yeah. why not?
1: Honestly, if I would want some sort of escapism if I was in there, so of course, yeah, it'd be miserable. With me, I'm already like a a, a big reader, so that would even help matters. And honestly, playing that calendar, I've been having a good time actually playing like an RPG style game that it's making me intrigued to maybe get into the uh, tabletop RPGs if
0: I could find like the right group
1: to teach me how to
0: play it. Yeah, makes sense. Cool. And so that was my number two. All right, getting into our number one, our number ones. And I'll start us off. So my number one is, is if you are completely stranded in the wilderness, that is my weird location. And this is the final, because it's the most extreme location, right? And if you, if you don't have any material items or anything, what game could you play? And I know this because this is an ancient game and that's Mancala. If you can get like a piece of driftwood or a rock, uh, you know, dig it out, create the cups, use pebbles. You could play Mancala and it's, you know that game is thousands of years old for a reason yeah you know Moncala is a perfect game for that because almost any components will do uh little pebble stones from a beach or like a, a sandy area those are perfect for the for those um you know people have been digging holes uh we're, we're from a very uh like ancient cultured area of the mm-hmm. country yeah you know there's thousands of years of history in our area yeah we only gotta go and, like
1: Right. Maybe an hour out of our way just to find some stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so people have dug holes into like bedrock or into into stones and stuff to like to make mortar and pestle to grind mm. corn and all yeah. those things in different grains. So it makes sense <laughs> that they could do that as well into, <laughs> into a board game, right? With yeah. Moncala being a perfect example of that. I know it like I said, it's a it's incredibly extreme. I do also put it number one because I really enjoy Moncala. I think it's a fantastic game. And there's a lot of different versions of it. Like yeah, I was Kala, gonna say which uh, version, and, really? Yeah, yeah. no the, the the there's so many different ways, and it is a generational game, so it makes sense. Yeah. So if if for some reason I was ever stranded in the wilderness, and I knew I was gonna be there for a while, you're darn right, I'm making a mon Collar board, because <laughs> why not, right?
1: Uh, I'd be too busy trying to survive. Well, obviously, <laughs> I'm saying once you've
0: checked that list, you know, you're like, I finally got a thing going here. I have my volleyball. I'm talking to. You know, I, uh, I have a way to get fish really well by rolling dice. Um, what was it, yellow dice that you had to get fish with? <laughs> Adventure Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, another game that we played recently.
1: No, no, no. Uh, I had it was <laughs> oh, just green, green dice. Yeah.
0: yeah, any green dice. You yeah, know, you're gonna get two fish. Like that's the most common. Of course you're gonna. You, and the like, thing is, my character
1: had like a lot of skills, so I was getting like four fish per roll. Right.
0: <laughs> by the way, Adventure Island, really fun game. It's actually not bad. Yeah. Uh, going. That's on- my number one. colour.
1: Uh, going to my number one, and this is not really because of the unusual situation. It's just this is something that I've heard, um, but I've also seen it done. And this is in a uh, group setting such as a work party. Okay. And you know how those can be awkward, because you, yes. especially when you start a new job. Yes. And this game goes down like gangbusters in those kind of situations. It's a great icebreaker game, too. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is, so go I ahead do. and... Just one. Yeah, just one at number one. And I, the reason why I put it not just because it or just for the one, it's a good game to play in that awkward situation when you have to learn who your new coworkers are. You're at these, this coworker get together and the, the place I work at, they tend to try to do that. Like, well, they'll have like a game night in the store where some people can go play video games. And mind you, I am store adjacent, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So I only go to the store, pick up stuff and take it away. <laughs> but just one is a phenomenal game. And again, it also goes really well over uh social distancing or playing with family who are out of state because all they need is a piece of paper and someone just to say, here's the card, pick your number. Um, and then we'll let the other people see it, but you have to close your eyes or go somewhere else. Yep. It does really well over the internet. I think it's really good for like those awkward situations at a new job. Um, Nate, you can probably try it if, on the school bus when you're doing your band trips as well, because yep. it's be it's, it's that. that and it's good. Or like with you, like uh, if you had to deal with like older students or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you've done it at the shop too, where it's just all new gamers who've never played with each other before. It's like oh Here, yeah, bring them in. Just just That's try this. Have one. a great time with it. And just one had to go at it because it goes well in so many situations. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you went with, with the better the game per situation. Mine yeah. went for the weirder the situation. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Cause that's, that's why is, this list is helpful. Just
1: one had to be my number one because it just fits so many good situations. Yeah. You've got your awkward parties, your Zoom, your, mm. um, icebreakers for like kids or yeah. new people to, into the hobby. It just, it fits in so many situations. Heck, I could just have a stack of the cards and play it in a line at Disney World or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, and there was so many like good honorable mentions to Like weird, my my favorite one that I came up with, but I was like, it's a little too obvious. I thought, um, was like for example, uh, Pop It. Uh, a lot of pe- a lot of kids don't realize Pop It's a game. Yeah, and and uh, Think Fun or Foxmind. Foxmind yeah. is the publisher of the original Pop It. And so many thousands of people have ripped it off. Right. Oh yeah. The thousands of companies, unfortunately, because they actually made the original pop it and they made it as a board game with one component and it's, instantly resettable. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and so I, I enjoy, I work in a school and I enjoy teaching my students like, Hey, did you guys know this was a game and teaching them and, and destroying them? <laughs> i <I'm laughs> playing it, but it's so fun. And On- there was a lot of different like situations I thought of like, 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 different weird ways to, like, play games in different settings. But, yeah, these were the these were the most notable.
1: Yeah, and then another one that hit my short list is one I really don't like, per se. I'm not a big fan of this game. But you harp on this a lot. You really enjoy this, especially with people who have um, children. Um, and that's Spot It. I think Spot oh, yeah. It would be a really good one, too, when you're playing uh, or you're traveling with kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you stop at a rest area. Yeah. Just to get them to calm down. Here, let's play a little bit of this. Because
0: you don't even need a table for it. Yeah. If you did the version where you like flip over a card in your hand, and then mm-hmm. first one to name the name the pair takes the other person's card. Yeah. And first one to take all the cards wins. You know. So
1: that did hit my short list. I just went with the games that I really really enjoyed and the situations that they work well for. And yeah. so that's why Just One was my number one. But yeah, It was on my honorable mention. Um D&D was another one that hit my honorable mention um mm-hmm. just because you can play it in many situations you just need to have like some dice with you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh a, a lot of times D&D has been getting really really popular just over the internet because of the social mm-hmm. distancing and people have been having like chat rooms and they have Discord servers for it.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: So, yep, that was our topic. Um Cool. Hopefully I really enjoyed cool. that one. Yeah, that was.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry for it's just such an off the wall topic, but yeah. you know you embraced it and you saw why where I was going with it. So yeah, it it turned out really good. So once again, we are going to announce that that contest one more time because the contest itself. If you if you're just joining us or you're just listening now, first off, listen to the rest of the episode. Secondly. It is for a copy of Horrified American Monsters from Ravensburger, not Brand a sponsor, new, sealed copy. Yep, we're going to give it away here. Um, you have until March eleventh to notify us. Every person who is subscribed to our Twitch channel gets an automatic ticket. Everybody who is who is um, subscribed to YouTube, YouTube automatically gets a ticket. Who and follows us
1: on uh, Twitter?
0: Follows us on Twitter gets an automatic ticket. And every episode, email us at twenty everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com with our code word which is each episode will have a different code word this episode's code word squatchin s-q-u-a-t-c-h-i-n squatchin
1: honestly uh we're okay if you put the g in there or the spelling now remember the rule is you have to put in the subject line horrified in the body you need to put your name in the key phrase
0: Yep, we'll reach out to you if you win.
1: And also, uh, right now, logistically, it's probably only going to be for the continental United States. We're going to look into the possibility of it changing. We'll announce it if it happens, but right
0: now it's for the continental U.S. That's right. Cool. So we definitely want to thank you so much. Um, If you want to enter that contest or reach out to us directly, please email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as you can
1: also get in contact with us at our official Twitter account. And remember, this gets you a ticket if you do follow us on Twitter, at EBG Podcast.
0: Yep. And also, if you ever want to join us on a live episode like our friend Nate or any of our other uh, viewers that join us on our live broadcast, you will be able to see those keywords earlier than anybody else. Yes. So you won't have to go back and re-listen to the podcast or the YouTube episode. Or if you just want to join in on the comments, uh, we have fun topics every time, join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames.
1: As well, you can find us on all video reuploads at YouTube on Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do there, there are three things you can do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast
0: platforms under Everyday
1: Board Games. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean.
0: So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games.
1: And remember, everyday is a good day for board gaming.
0: Squatching.